0: sky and you suddenly certainly
1: felt the blues, you ask yourself why, is there nothing left to lose, is nothing really left here but just some fool's goal, trying harder to get it
2: every day with, oh, lend me your ears for today, so,
1: so long as we don't I mean, we're going to spoil stuff. We'll tell people we're going to spoil stuff before we spoil stuff.
2: How can we spoil anything about Breaking Bad? Nobody even knows why the show is called Breaking Bad.
1: That's a true point. I mean, an example of... Name one bad thing that's happened to anyone on that show. Yeah. Hey, everybody.
2: Are you recording?
1: (laughs) Yeah. This is the next episode. This is episode 20. Ooh, 20. Of... Raisin Brent. Brent and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we're gonna talk a little bit about some sports. We got lots of football. NFL week two. <laughs> it was amazing. It was not mistakes were made. I'll just say that. Uh, we have a college football weekend. Ooh, yeah. Brent, I'm sure you want to talk about that. College That's, college is old. I mean you That's know. Old. Hey, what happens when all the smog clears from the greater Los Angeles area? U C L A Wow. See what I did there? Yeah. But we wanted to open the show talking a little bit about a little TV program called The Breaking Bad. Nice. And not not talking bad. That's a different not talking show. Bad. No, not we talking bad. We don't want to get sued, Ray. Ooh, no. No, we would never Well, we would never make fun of Chris Hardwick on this show. Oh, no. We love the Wick. The the Wick, the Candleman as he's known. We love Chardwick. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a little spoilery because we just watched the most recent episode last night, which would be the, what, 15th mm-hmm. of September, and we would like to just talk about it for a sec. We have some Breaking Bad predictions happening here, so if you are not caught up or you just don't want to hear anything, you you maybe might, uh, take a uh, few extra forward. minutes, yeah, yeah, take a few minutes, jump pack, and, uh, and then we'll be talking about football in just a sec there. We also yeah. have a very special guest on the show. Uh, this week to talk about about a certain football matchup happening, we have Mr. Benny Arthur, Ooh, Drunk History Zone from, from Drunk History. That's right. So we're very very excited to have Benny uh, in the Flickering Light Studios to be the, only the second guest in history of Raisin Brent. Eh,
2: I think there's been more than two guests. We got we had Gordon G. On oh, there.
1: you're right. Excuse me. How could I forget about Gordon G? In any case, let's talk about a little bit about Breaking Bad right now because yeah. in the last episode that happened, fast forward now i'll wait hold on okay oh my god hank is dead oh my gosh hank is dead hank got shot hey where did where did hank get shot under the dome Uh, (laughs) oh that's my breaking bad joke
2: stephen king humor
1: oh in any case hank gets shot jesse gets captured walt gets knifed by skylar and then steals the baby.
2: God, it was so... It was such a... Tra- <sighs> wasn't it just like a, a, a trailer park edition of Breaking Bad? It's like someone oh, stealing... Man. Somebody cutting their husband. Somebody stealing the baby. Somebody hiding under the car.
1: Not just that, but uh, uh, Flynn calling 911 and giving a false report. He could be arrested for that. Dudes with machine guns not obeying the police. What is that about? But seriously, when is something bad going to happen to somebody on this show? Right. Ugh. It's a lighthearted comedy. Well, we have two more episodes left, so maybe eventually something dark will go down.
2: You know what I noticed is uh, you—you'd love to mention that Hank got killed, but you didn't say anything about Gomi, the brown guy.
1: Nope. Racist. Well, here's the deal: going into it, going into that scenario when those cars came up over the embankment, if you. Just immediately didn't write him off. Yeah. You were wrong. You might not know who survives, who doesn't survive, but everybody could, could immediately just look at each other and hey, be like... Hey, go me.
2: He's dead. Those guys with machine guns, maybe
1: get behind a car or something. Hey, you're the least important <laughs> character here, <laughs> and there's going to be a gunfight. Red shirt. <laughs> Was uh, he wearing a red shirt? Because he may as well have been. Right. Beaming down to the planet with Captain Kirk. But yeah, in that moment when Hank turns to Walt says, you're the smartest man I know. Meh. Yeah. How did you not know
2: This guy decided yeah, ten yeah, minutes yeah. ago that he was gonna kill me?
1: <sighs> hey everybody. Right, so Goosebumps. Let's, let's, let's make some predictions. We have some predictions going on about the show. We've just been obsessed with and we've been, we've been like we talk about it when we're not on the air a lot. Yeah. Um but because so, we're always so scared of just like we don't want to like ruin the show for people that maybe haven't been listening. Or it, that are not caught up, I should say. So we have some predictions right here. The two predictions were well first of all there's two predictions uh, something shocking some like bold prediction you're going to say about the end of the show with only two episodes to go and then, who is the ricin for mm-hmm. we 've been going back and forth over and over again, and I honestly could say I have no clue who the ricin is for, but uh we 're going to do some guesses as to uh, who it is
2: the ricin the right the leftover ricin that 's hidden in walt 's house yes behind the behind the that, electrical socket that we
1: saw in the very first episode of this uh, final little piece of the season. He goes in there, his hair's back, it's his 52nd birthday, this is in the future, the house has been just torn up, Heisenberg spray-painted on the wall, kids skateboarding in the pool, and he's there to specifically collect the hidden ricin, and the question is, it's got to be for somebody, right? Yeah. You would it, think.
2: It did not look like uh, at his house that that Walt just busted in on the uh, the shooting of the Free Fallen video by Tom Petty. <laughs> and I'm free!
1: Skateboarding in the pool. Yeah, yeah I'm skateboard. Okay, so Ray, are you ready to tell me? Yes. Bold prediction number one.
2: No, let's do the ricin you first You want to do Rison first? Yeah, let's do okay. The ricin. Who do you think the ricin's for?
1: Now we, I have two guesses as to yeah, Rison. Right? Sure. We agreed. And we didn't one. look at each other's picks, so we, might, we, have, we not. might have picked the same people. So I have two two guesses as to who the ricin's for. My first guess, Todd. Mm. And this this actually is going to tie into one of my bold predictions. Okay. So it, my two guesses are Todd or Todd's Nazi uncle who organized and shot Hank and all that stuff okay. right there. I I think that's I think that's the most reasonable conclusion. I okay. mean, you might be tempted to say himself, but I, I don't know that he would go through all that trouble.
2: I think that I'm uh I'm going a little darker than you. Oh. My two picks are Yep. It is either for Skyler, because oh he's goodness. really mad at Skyler he's right now. He's not happy
1: right now, no. Uh,
2: or it is indeed for himself. You
1: think for himself, you're going to go there. and
2: that ties in with my my bold predictions.
1: Okay. Well, then let's talk about bold predictions then, because I don't know. I just, I okay, here's my, this is awful. I'm not going to pretend like I want this to happen. It's absolutely horrible, but it would be right in line with the show. One of my two bold predictions on Breaking Bad's final episodes, Baby Holly dies. baby holly does not make it through the end and that is going to result in uh either todd or todd's uncle is the one who makes that happen one way or another and so he wants to get back at them for killing his baby and so he has the ricin for one of those two people that's that's my guess but Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens there okay
2: well, I, I might make two predictions, and, and they might contradict each other. But uh, you know, it's they might happen in Breaking Bad. Sure. So, uh, my my predict my bold prediction is Walt's whole family will be dead, oh, and that and then he will kill himself
1: at the end. Oh wow! Okay, okay, that's really dark. Yeah, that's re- I mean, mine's dark. Yours is just as dark yeah. because you would count the baby in that. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, here's my second bold prediction: mm-hmm. Jesse Pinkman survives. Jesse Pinkman lives. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Here's my second bold
2: prediction. We'll will contradict my first bold prediction.
1: How can you make two bold predictions? Well, no, actually, time, it won't. How it are you going to do that? That well, doesn't because make any I'm, sense. I'm taking
2: a shot at two different things. You know. Um, yeah, but you, the
1: idea is you're supposed to have both correct.
2: I'm also kind of picking this. Guy. I think it'd be kind of hilarious <laughs> what, that his whole
1: family lives. Is if
2: that if that the girl who just her her solution for everything is to shoot everyone, Lydia. If she just ends Lydia, up being, okay. She just ends up being the king of everything at the end. That'd be kind of hilarious. She ends up as the king of Leon.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so your prediction Hair. is... All... This meth is on fire! No. No? Uh, <laughs> absolutely not. So your prediction is that Walt's whole family dies, the ricin is for himself, and, and then himself, and Lydia, also Lydia, ends up Lydia being like turns on... The new Heisenberg. On. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't sound very plausible at all, but I'll, I'll go with it. I'll, I'll let you have that one right there. And then you were asking me an interesting question uh, before we start recording as well. Uh, who you got... Who you got one night with, Lydia, mm-hmm. Skyler, yeah, and Hank? What was Hank's I mean, wife's name?
2: Hank's wife.
1: Hank's wife. His her name is Hank's wife. Just yes. like
2: on King of the Hill. The, hey, p- Hank's wife.
1: The purple. The purple chick. Yeah. Who who you the got? Klepto. Who who you got? Klepto. I got Lydia. You got Lydia. So I can see that. And um, then second,
2: I got Hank's wife, and then last, Skyler.
1: I can't get on board the Skyler oh, the Skyler's train. Skyler's good looking. She's good looking. She's good looking. Oh, do not get it's me hard wrong. To get past her
2: character though. Uh,
1: I mean. Her character annoys me so much most of the time. It's like, Skylar, get on board. And if you're going to be on board, go all in. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, then you have plenty of other things you can do. You can turn it. You can turn him in. You can flee. You can go WPP. There's all kinds of things you can do if you're Skylar, not stick around and make his life miserable. Yeah. You're doing nobody any favors. Mm -mm. And if you're so worried about your family, why would you try to drown yourself in that pool? That's right. Doesn't make any sense. Skylar drives me nuts. So Skylar be a three. Yeah, I think I'll go Hank's wife and then Lydia. Mm-hmm. Hank's wife, okay. uh, uh, you know, I like the crazy. Mm-hmm. I'll go for I the crazy. I thought
2: you said Tuco first, but then I was like, whoa, Ray, Tuco? He's, Tuco. he's not even
1: around anymore. <laughs> yeah, Chicken Man. What are we talking about? <laughs> chicken Gus Fring. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, we're going to come. That was the end of it. Okay, the uh, spoiler alert is now off. We're going to go ahead and uh, pull it back. We're going to talk a little football with Benny Arthur, talking about some Washington Redskins after three seconds of... John Denver.
2: Almost heaven, West Virginia.
1: Wow, that was maybe the best three seconds of we've ever done here on the Raisin Brent Show. It's top 100. It definitely put it in the top 200. Yeah. Hey, we're joined here at the Flickering Light Studios by Mr. Benny Arthur. Benny, say hi. 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 All right. Thanks for coming, Benny. It's good to see you. So good. We'll see you next time time you're back in town. Yep. Thank you. All right. No, we got to introduce Benny Arthur, the star, the star of drunk history. I think we can all agree, right?
0: Well, I'm not the star of it. I'm in it. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you're the star. Uh, Every time I turn around, there's just you wearing a different funny mustache.
2: (laughs) I think well, if thanks, by star but... you mean funniest person on the show, then yes, yeah. star of Drunk History. I think
1: we can agree. Can you agree no, you're funnier I, I'm than I'm Derek Waters th- right now?
2: No, I'm not funnier than Derek Waters.
0: You were Derek just, Waters is way funnier than you me. You were just saying off air. Off that air. You, are, you were throwing you said, him under
1: the bus. I mean, that's terrible, Benny. Why said, would you do that? I was not
0: saying said, I was funnier your, than Derek. And guys. better looking. Yeah, you said if we are in the yeah. last comic. is way better looking than me.
2: You said if we're in the last comic standing house, you yeah. would say, I know I'm funnier than...
1: Derek, yeah, yeah. No,
2: I did not. Stop putting words <laughs> in my mouth, guys.
1: Next week on the show, we'll have Derek Waters in the studio. Guys. We'll have Derek Waters in studio to talk about how much funnier Benny Arthur is than him. I think he'll even admit it. <laughs> I,
2: <laughs> I, I,
0: whatever. Derek is Derek is super funny, way funnier than me.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we'll we'll accept that as tacit agreement with what we said. Sure. Yes. Betty, okay. you're, you're here to, first. To tell us a little bit about your sports history, uh, you're from the Virginia, Greater Virginia area.
0: Well, not which the means you're a area. I'm Mountaineers fan. State, huh? You're
1: a big Mountaineers fan. No. Rich Rodriguez, no. national champ. No, that's right. Pat no.
0: White in the house. Yeah. Hey, if you really want to make someone mad from Virginia, confuse them for being from West Virginia. Oh, isn't that what I just did? Yep, that's what you just did. Well, you look so enraged. You I think research. I did it. <laughs>
1: So no. tell us no, tell us about your history with sports, so people know why you're the expert <laughs> on Washington and Virginia area sports.
0: Well, uh, I grew up in Virginia, like Ray said, and uh, I grew up uh, during the Joe Gibbs era at the uh, Washington mm. Redskins. So being a kid was super awesome, being a skins guy, and also my dad went to Virginia Tech. Okay, and I went to Virginia Tech. You that might have heard sense. it. We had a mass shooting there. <laughs> Uh, but you know, no biggie. But uh, so so I went to tech, but it was during the years where we started getting good.
2: That's Benny, great. Do you remember? I remember these really hot chicks at RFK Stadium, the the Hoggets. Yeah, Man, Hoggetts. they were cute. They he were, was looking for yeah, some numbers. The, the, Do you know any of them? Can yeah.
1: you hook up a her couple brother?
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll I'll, uh, I'll post on
0: the walls on Facebook. Oh, uh, thank you. Oh, They're really so nice. Hot. Don't yeah. tell my wife. <laughs> okay, how <I> will
1: not. <laughs> oh, they wear those nice dresses with yeah. the jewelry and the pig noses. Yeah, the
2: uh, curly hair. Yeah, right. Brent's yeah. really into that. They look yeah. just like uh, Nelly from uh, Little House on the Prairie. I'll go you know? with that, you know. Oh, wow.
1: But not John Boy. Not John and Boy. And John Boy's more. We
2: love John Boy on Raisin Brent.
1: <laughs> We're a big fan of John <laughs> Boy. Is... We're a pro-John Boy podcast.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Is John Boy coming in next week?
1: If we talk about gosh. something?
0: We'll
2: probably
1: have him back in when the Americans comes back. Yeah, when yeah. the Americans comes back, and uh, before he gets doused in gasoline and set on fire on that show, which right. inevitably is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, so, you, so you're a D.C. area fan, so Virginia Tech. Are you a Washington Wizards fan? Uh, no. Nobody's a Washington Wizards no, fan. No, no. They,
0: uh, well... When I was kid, they were called the Bullets. Le Boulets. Le Boulet. Love it. And uh, we we only had one good player it was Bernard King, but
2: no Ooh. one no one liked the Bullets. Uh, sir,
1: you had Juwan Howard on that team for a couple of years before they changed names. I oh, think
2: yeah. I think Ray just made your point. <coughs> okay, the, th- thank, the end. <laughs> thank you.
1: And so wait, so also Washington Nationals? No, <laughs>
0: no, because I've been out here since two thousand one. So I actually grew up a Chicago Cubs.
1: Oh, because, that makes uh, sad sense. I'm yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> because I'm a loser, I was like, I want to pick. I'm not saying losing... that. How dare you? <laughs> I'm going to pick the worst team in professional sports history. Wow. You I would know? say,
2: and I would say, just because you're a Cubs fan, that doesn't make you a loser, Benny. I mean, oh. there are many other reasons you're a loser, right? <laughs> oh. Not... oh, Brent, thank you. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> hey, uh, question. No. So I, I was actually stationed in Norfolk. Virginia, for a couple Whoa, of years. Whoa, you're bragging. No, I'm not bragging. It's just a thing that happened. <laughs> well what about, like, you know, I remember everybody was into ODU. ODU? Old Dominion! Dominion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. But
0: you're I not mean, one of those people. No. No, no, no because no. Uh, What are Virginia, they, Division two or something? Huh? was
2: Division one? Division two?
0: I honestly have no idea, because yeah. growing up, where, where I'm from, it uh, for, for a long time, it was basically just tech or UVA. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then other schools kind of like, oh, ODU, VCU, you know.
1: Virginia Commonwealth you. brought us Ben Wallace of the 2004 e- champion, your Detroit Pistons. I think we can all oh, be you, happy about that. You
0: uh, you like Detroit?
1: I don't know if you knew that about me, Ben.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea,
1: right? It's not like I wear it on my sleeve. So, so, uh, or ha- he's wearing a or Scott Mitchell jersey, so... <laughs> My Scott Mitchell jersey working. Um, I've got my I love so, Ty Cobb right. uh, since, hat on.
0: <laughs> since uh, you're from Detroit, when yes. are you gonna have Eminem on the show?
1: Um, see, here's the weird thing: is Eminem is all about Eight Mile, but okay. uh, I grew up just off of Six Mile, and Ooh. a lot of people not from Detroit don't understand the rivalry it, between Six Mile Kid and Eight Rock's Mile.
0: From Six Mile, uh, Kid
1: Rock is from I think like uh, 39 Mile. Like he's <laughs> from way, way, way out there. Kid Rock uh, is from area Suckville, right? From Suckville? I will, yeah. you will, <laughs> how dare you, sir? I will defend Kid Rock and Joe C and that entire uh, Devil oh, yeah, Without a I, Cause I, album. I, That's I, uh, a great album, sir. I
0: forgot about the little midget, Joe C. Joe C yeah. and the Pussycats.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. They did okay. a cartoon about him. Yeah. That was not very accurate. No. Not at all. It's yeah. strange. Uh. But, Benny, we've got you here not just to talk about Joe
0: C. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about Joe C some more. What, what was... Uh, yeah, because he did have a rap on the album. He what did. What was his rap? It
1: was uh, it was the uh, Devil uh, Without a Cause, I'm Going Platinum song, track three. Okay. And it was Joe C. I'm the J-O-E to the C, ho. Call me Joe C. You got more game than Coleco.
0: I don't know if I'm impressed or feel know. very sad for you, right? I used
1: to put that on the jukebox all the time <laughs> when I'd go out to uh, the bars, and just so I could do the Joe C rap. Oh, wow. Is that... Why are you guys looking at me like that? When you Dude. feel
2: bad for Ray, that's just we just call that Monday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no! So changing yeah, so, topics. So,
0: so, <laughs> so Ray, you yes. will you will agree that Josie is okay. the best rapper ever?
1: I will agree, Josie. Uh, no, I'd put Josie number two behind MC Scat Cat. Oh, okay. I mean, who can argue that point?
0: Yeah, true, true, true. You know. So yeah, I mean, maybe MC, Shaquille O'Neal. MC Scat Cat there. did perform with Paula Abdul.
1: Yeah. Because opposites attract.
0: And also, MC Scat Cat had his own album. He did. Remember that?
1: I do remember his album. I couldn't tell you a single track off of it, but me I know he either. had one. I know the picture of the album cover. There,
0: I think there was a song like Cat Strut or something like that.
1: And can you believe that Brian Setzer's orchestra ripped that off with the Stray Cat Strut? What are you talking about?
0: We're, we're talking I was, about I was looking on the internet
1: for a
2: second. Sorry.
0: Oh, you looking up porn? Yeah. That's
1: normal. That's normal. That's again we just call that Monday,
0: (laughs) (laughs) man. Hey Brent, put that back in your pants. Whoa, hey
1: everybody. Family (laughs) podcast. Oh, it looks like we're having technical difficulties. And we're back. Okay, technically we've got we've got Brent's pants back on again, and we're ready to do this. Um So Benny,
0: sorry about that. I didn't know how family oriented this podcast. We keep it relatively. All right. So should should we talk about the game now? Or oh, Benny, more, let's more just Kid Rock and Joe C talk.
1: Let's just call it the game because the game. it's game on, Benny Arthur, the great debate. <laughs> Ray versus Benny, week three of the NFL. The zero two Washington Redskins.
0: Thanks for bringing that up.
1: Led by RG three, mm-hmm. the one and one. And robbed in Arizona. Yeah. We haven't seen a debacle in the desert like that since the second Gulf War. I think we can agree.
2: Let's not forget our undefeated.
1: We don't need to talk about the Chiefs. 2-0. We don't need to talk about that. Much. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I thought you were going to say Denver Broncos. My Touchdown,
2: bad. Touchdown, Kansas City. So this I,
1: weekend, uh, an important game is happening. Yes. And that uh, game. Real, real quick, yes. yes yeah
0: I, I will say this. Yesterday, I never wanted Kansas City to win a game more than did.
1: But I heard
2: Yesterday. that I almost feel like that too. There's something about beating the Cowboys. Am I right? I know. I, yeah, it's always great to beat I the Cowboys. I heard Dallas
1: got robbed. That's what a little birdie told me.
2: <laughs> yeah, from every Cowboy fan and yeah. nobody else. Well, being, being a
0: Skins guy, obviously, I want the Cowboys to lose every single game.
1: Let me ask you this question, then. Being a, a Redskins fan, before yes. we talk about the game of the weekend, uh, <laughs> rank right. them as your favorite least favorite, middle and then least favorite between Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. Which of those teams is your favorite? Do you hate the least? Which one do you hate the most and why?
0: Uh well, the the Giants are probably like the the one team that I don't really care about. You know, I can you know they win, I don't care. Okay. Mainly because growing up, it was kind of like a respect factor with okay. Bill Parcells. You know. Yeah. So, okay. Like, I really you win a
1: Super Bowl, they win a Super Bowl. You're both yeah. good. High five. Okay. I have no
0: ill will. Uh, the the Eagles. Uh, okay eagles cowboys who I hate who do you most. hate
1: the most between eagles and cowboys
0: that's tough because uh one of the reasons why I hate the eagles is uh because growing up i hate hated buddy Ryan, I thought they was like a big time jerk, and I hated eagle fans, I thought that they were very obnoxious there 's a reason for that sure yeah, that I thought that they were very obnoxious, and also like the the eagles every year. Pretty much, they've never proven that they can win a Super Bowl, but yet they're one of the most obnoxious teams ever. Okay, but I you know? would say this:
1: but do you love the Eagles now that they're quarterbacked by Virginia Tech's own Michael Vick? State hero, right?
0: Not really. No! No, well, oh, he, no. he fought dogs.
1: Well, he didn't fight the dogs. The fights he had with the dogs were very one sided. Yeah. Okay. Would that
2: that have been better if he actually was fighting the dogs himself? Yes. Yeah. Rather than having dogs fight each other? Oh, yes.
0: Well, okay. The the thing that uh, I get irritated sometimes when I say that I went to Virginia Tech is that we're known for two things uh, mass school shooting and
1: Michael Vick. Michael Vick. And it's
0: like, come on, Virginia Tech is a great school. Don't, like, label us. You know, like okay, sure. Michael Vick's probably the greatest athlete besides Bruce Smith to come out of Virginia Tech. Okay, right?
1: what yeah. about
2: Marcus Vick? He's pretty good
1: too. <laughs> Marcus Vick, who's <laughs> known for having let's a great not attitude, even
0: get into Marcus Vick, okay? Because. <laughs> Marcus Fix shot a guy in the McDonald's parking lot because he was like making fun
2: of him. But them or
1: b- something. Benny, they had run out of McNuggets. Oh, you yeah. got to understand, mistakes were made. Here's things got to s- happen. Here's
2: the, let's be technically correct about this. He gets his eight piece McNuggets. <laughs> he counts them, says, "You shorted me one, dog," and shoots the guy.
1: <laughs> and then he counts him and
2: goes, oh, my bad, dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was hate there. <laughs> <But in> oh, <laughs> I see what you did yeah. there. But my
1: understanding is in Virginia, that's justifiable. <laughs> oh. Like, no court will convict you. Is that not accurate? And no, that's not accurate. Maybe if you move down to Florida, maybe that's accurate. So, so then no, r- but, uh, but Why okay. do you hate the Cowboys, then?
0: Well, I mean, I'm a Skins guy. They're like our biggest rival. A Cowboys and you Indians. Know, yeah, Cowboys,
2: Skins. So you know? hate them just and because they've been to the Super Bowl more than you guys and won more Super Bowls than the Skins? You hate them? Thank, thanks, Brent. Uh I was yeah. pointing out the obvious thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I also just hate like how the media like always jumps on the Cowboys bandwagon. Well, we like- can
1: agree though that Tony Romo's gonna win the MVP this year and win the Super Bowl with Dallas, right?
0: Actually, my whole take on Tony Romo is I want Tony Romo to play out his entire career with Dallas okay? because they're never going to win the Super Bowl with Tony Romo it's probably as a valid their point. quarterback. It's probably so valid. So it's like, yes, please keep Tony Romo in Dallas so I can laugh at you guys when you lose in the playoffs. Makes sense. <laughs> or lose, you know, like, yeah. I because think- ba- basically uh, Tony Romo, like, throwing picks and, like, fumbling – like uh
1: they just call those Romos now. Yeah.
2: yeah. They're Carl Burma's. Oh, he
1: like, had two touchdowns and three Romos on the day. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
2: I think Kansas City had the perfect game plan this week. It's it's basically you just play if you can play good enough defense, you just sit there and have a very conservative plan and just wait for Romo to make a silly mistake. And they and made Romo a will. mistake towards the end of the game. Yeah, there, There's no yeah.
1: time for Romo other than when he's up by a touchdown or two. That's when you know the mistakes are going to happen. Because for some reason, his idea of killer instinct is to throw the game away.
2: But you know what <laughs> I saw? They showed a stat during the game. This was unbelievable to me. Tony Romo has the all-time best quarterback rating in the fourth quarter in the history of football. What? How no is way. that possible? That's what, it's, that's what the stat
0: was. He's also, clutch. Also, doesn't Tony Romo lead, like, the Cowboys in most touchdowns or something? Over Roger Staubach? Yeah, yeah, he beat Roger Staubach. Because Staubach
2: had a better running game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. this that's what I say but, too to those cowboy fans. You said you were talking about just for one second, okay? You said the cowboy fans were complaining about some bad officiating, okay? You can only complain about officiating in a football game if you have more than thirty-seven yards rushing in yep. the game. If you rush for thirty-seven yards, shut up and, and take your loss. I think I can speak <laughs> to
1: this. Any fan who would complain about the officiating after the game is the reason they lost. Come on, right? Right? Because that's crazy. Who would do that? No <clears throat> one, right? <clears throat> would Would you? <sighs> Mm, excuse me a little frog in my throat right there so here's <laughs> a story benny okay what's the story tell me why in your opinion the washington redskins will beat the detroit lions <laughs> on sunday why will they win
0: okay see i'm a realist so i
1: so you're guaranteeing victory for the washington redskins
0: not really first game of the
1: season first victory over Calvin Johnson and Dominn Sue, Matt Stafford, Reggie Bush and all the gang.
0: Well, after you telling me that Reggie Bush will not play or might not He play, might not right? play. Uh, I, I feel uh, I feel better about our chances of winning, but like we just do not look good right now. Like our defense is horrible. Even even last year, our defense sucked, but we won because we kept on not
1: scoring people. It, helps. it was, Yeah, you, you mean but, wait? I you know, in your expert opinion analysis, you think scoring more points than the other team is a surefire key to victory?
0: Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I meant like just our offense was so good. Okay. That we would score so many points that they, you know, we would just win by default. Okay. You
1: know, is this game
0: thing. in Washington or a- yeah, DC? It's in DC? It's I, in.
1: Are they still at RFK or is it called some like sellout corporate field? FedEx Field.
0: FedEx Field. It said, oh, oh, but uh, one of my favorite stories during the summer was they renamed Cowboys Stadium to AT&T Stadium.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure everyone in Dallas calls it that, too. <laughs> yeah. That's totally yeah. how that works. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty funny. It's like, welcome to the sellout boys. <laughs> well, they got to pay for
1: that... N- Ten billion uh dollar screen
0: yeah <laughs> that yeah, yeah. hangs
1: above their entire stadium that's the size of the stadium
0: yeah not not saying that the uh skins have a gray owner because I don't really like Snyder, but I mean
1: he traded up to get r g three
0: yeah he did do I mean that, he made the commitment but he 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 made that because of shanahan's influence, I see, but like previously previously, like when he would try to buy Super Bowls, I mean come on. Yeah. My, my point, though, was that uh, I wonder how Cowboy fans feel about Jerry Jones. Like, do they like him or love him? Well, he's won them Super Bowls.
1: He
2: has,
0: but I mean... But it's
2: been a while. They're still relevant. And now he seems like he's one of those guys interfering too much with his team. Kind of like Al Davis. Al Davis syndrome, okay. Very much like Al Davis.
1: Yeah. Well, so you've already guaranteed victory for Washington this weekend. So I I would ask the question...
0: As as you can tell, I'm very confident. No,
1: you've pretty much said that you would shave an eyebrow if Washington lost uh, a game, much like Colin Kaepernick did following Seattle and San Francisco and we have that on the record now yeah as, as your as your as your so you're bold face guarantee
2: washington ray are you going to take the detroit lions
1: in this game legends will be made because rg3 heroes emerge when the the darkest before the dawn rg3 we just went to arizona our our hearts were ripped right from our chest with a minute 59 to go Rashard mendenhall strikes up the middle from one yard following a 35-yard pass interference penalty. That was totally undeserved.
2: Was Sharp Mendenhall still in the league? Andy Beachy had the winning score against the... Wow. That's yeah, like, he's still like 45 or something, yeah. isn't he? Didn't they if say he was never going to be back in the league again after the tremendous knee injury he had? Like, if yeah.
1: you've thought you understood how focused, how violent, how angry Ndamukong Su can be, just wait until he gets, he gets a little sniff of RG3 blood on his hands as he turns feral. My prediction, during the game, and Indomitian Sue turns into a werewolf and eats RG3. That's okay. right. So Michigan State's own Kirk Cousins is forced to come in, and Nick Fairley goes bestial and eats Kirk Cousins, thus leaving no quarterbacks on the roster at all. The Detroit Lions score 38 uh, points we'll, to start we'll the game.
0: have Rex Grossman
1: Super Bowl zone, Rex Grossman. That's right. <laughs> yes. Okay. You
0: and guess- the Detroit Lions
1: score 38 points to start the game. Rex Grossman comes in and scores 17 late. Detroit Lions win 38-17 to 17 to take a winning record, to take the entire league by storm. It'll be the worst thing that happened to D.C. since the second Bush administration.
2: Okay. You guys wow. are both biased. I'm an unbiased... Bystander. Yeah,
1: tell us your thoughts. Here's
2: what's going to happen in the game, and sometimes it's not about the game; it's about the atmosphere you're playing. By, in. By the way, yeah. can I just point mm-hmm. out that
0: uh, I'm I consider myself a realist, and we are playing horrible right now. So, like, I could mm-hmm. see us losing this game. No getting but off the hook
1: on your bold prediction, now, Benny.
0: I did not. What,
1: you came out here bold. and you threatened. You threatened terrible things. You said you would get a tattoo of Matt Stafford on your back. Full-sized if the Washington Redskins somehow, in your words, somehow found a way to lose this game, which is all but guaranteed that they will win.
0: I I will say this, uh, uh, this last game, even though, you know, like the Packers killed us, it was kind of cool seeing uh, Fred Davis back in the game, and he he made some catches, you know, like, yeah, who knows? Maybe. uh, Who knows? Yeah,
1: maybe nice. Alfred Morris breaks one.
2: I predict anyway, if, if Benny if Benny gets his Matt Stafford tattoo on his back, that if he's out of yes. the pool, somebody's gonna walk up to him and go, huh, "Big Ghostbusters fan, huh?" Nice. <laughs> stay puff marshmallow.
1: Why right? are you making a huh? Stay Puff marshmallow, man? Right. He's not fat. He's
2: totally fat. Matt okay,
1: Stafford is fat. not. What is wrong with both of you? Okay, he's not on. fat. H- have you
0: not seen him recently? Dude's fat. He's
1: muscular. <laughs> <laughs> he wears tight jerseys that go around his rippling. Pectoral muscles. It's muffin top. He All does right. not have a muffin top. All right. Yeah. So here's the deal.
2: Okay. Mm. Sometimes it's not about the teams playing. Sometimes it's, it's there's a big advantage to be had in the atmosphere, in the pl- atmosphere you're playing the game in. And Washington. We're trying to say it's
1: going to be played on the moon. What do you mean no, the atmosphere? What are you talking about? I'm
2: talking about the climate. The, the moon doesn't really have an atmosphere. Everything right. like you're playing in no. Dallas, you know you're going to have to contend with that humongous scoreboard. Here's what they have in Washington Correct. that I know. They have this big scoreboard. It's almost like a 3D, like the numbers are three D, and I know that they have a thing with the standings right there. And when Matt Stafford sees that big zero on the zero and two for Washington, that's gonna look like a donut. <laughs> he he might just be staring at that donut the whole game. And then when he looks down and sees Detroit's one and one and sees those two big ones looking like two big mozzarella sticks.
0: Uh, Matt <laughs>
2: Stafford will be distracted. He will throw four picks. Hashtag fat jokes. That's right. And your Washington Redskins get off the snide. Uh, yeah. And makes Jason McClain happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. In your face, Ray. Go
0: skins. H-T-T-R.
1: Thankfully, the heroes of all that is just and good in the universe, your Detroit Lions will not, will not let anyone down. Much like Mel Gibson, they are the true road warriors. They will go into Washington, D.C., like Mr. Smith did all those years ago. And they will do what's just and what's right and take home a victory in impressive fashion.
2: This might be an interesting game, though. I do, th- I do agree. It's going to be a fun game to watch.
0: I, I'll break it down like this. Being a Skins fan, I have so many fond memories of childhood watching the Skins play. Like the Posse, amazing. You know, Gary Clark, Art Monk, Ricky Sanders... You know,
2: Benny like. oh, you know what? That was my favorite team to play on. Tech Mobile was the was that uh, was that uh, Redskins team. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. a great team. Yeah, so you yeah,
1: remembered yeah. the 1991 Redskins. Are you prepared oh, yeah. as a Redskins fan of that era to admit that you were total frauds and that the real champions should have been the Detroit Lions of 1991 with Barry Sanders, Eric Kramer, Herman Moore? When we went into RFK Stadium, we really should have won that game. You no. shouldn't have watered the no. field, made it all muddy, dirtied no. it up. Uh, Will you, are you ready to rescind that Super Bowl and NFC Championship uh, game we're, victory?
0: We're, uh, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we beat you guys pretty handily in that game. And also, didn't we open up the season that is beating correct. you guys? So we, you, are you ready to admit you guys both twice? games were fraudulent? No.
1: Are you ready to just admit that it Dude, was so close? No
0: no one can beat Mark Rippon during his prime, right?
1: His prime Mark lasted rippin. one season, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. You got ripped by the rip. You just got rippin
0: Hey, Rippin's prime lasted the 91 season, but we hey. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had
2: a couple good seasons there. Yeah. Also, Maybe just like two, but yeah.
0: Also, uh, the, the Super Bowl was kind of won, too, because of our defense forcing Jim Kelly into uh, – he. I think Kelly fumbled twice, I believe. Yeah. In that game, you know, right?
1: I wouldn't know about the Super Bowl. I only watch Super Bowls that the Detroit Lions play in, so I've never. So seen So you've the never Super seen Bowl. this. Super never I have no Super idea. Bowl, I heard yeah. it's a game that happens. It's too bad you're going to miss Bruno
2: Mars this year at the halftime show.
1: <sighs> it's a bummer.
2: Hey, hey Brent, you yeah.
0: remember the KC Super Bowl?
2: No, because I wasn't alive. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that they that, won by matriculating the ball down the field, though. Uh, growing growing up,
0: like that, that probably still is, but. One of my favorite Super Bowl memories is the KC Super Bowl with Hank Stram. Yeah, so that like that was
2: always which one? There was two of them. First one we were in Super Bowl one when we got beat by the Packers.
0: The the uh, second one though was the one that they really focused on, and like uh, you you hear him like wisecracking on the sideline and like yelling at the refs. So it was pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, it's he's very quotable.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so. Enough of this anyway.
1: trip down memory lane. We don't talk about the Super Bowl on this show. It doesn't exist. It's not a thing.
2: So let's talk about our teams going to the Super Bowl some more. Brian. Yeah. I, I hate, hate both hate of you. Let's, get, <laughs> let's have a party, and we'll just watch. It'll be equal time. We'll watch our best Super Bowl victory. We'll each take turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, personally, my favorite
0: one, though, was the one over the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, we got down 10 nothing. then second quarter happened.
2: Doug Williams was that the, that know? was the Timmy Smith game, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Timmy Smith Timmy ran for two hundred and two. Timmy yards. Smith,
2: and then the next year was when Tech Bowl came out and they made Timmy Smith like unstoppable on that game.
0: Yeah, he, it was
2: like a regular Bo Jackson. Yeah, before Bo Jackson, and they right? had had this one like double reverse uh, on their in their offense. You know? Yeah,
1: I hate both of you right now. Let's never talk about the Super Bowl again, Benny. We're gonna wrap up the segment. So uh, you guarantee victory for the Redskins. We'll talk about how you're going to get that tattoo made uh, next week. That'll be fantastic. Uh, I guarantee victory for the Lions. And as usual, Brent has no idea what he's talking about. We're going to come back and talk about week two and what we learned about all the NFL action of week two.
2: Maybe we should talk about week one so you have something to say.
1: Right after three seconds of
2: train meet.
1: Right, thanks to Benny Arthur. Yeah, yeah. Coming on in here. Love me he tender. For his hot date. Love me true. Why am I singing an Elvis song? I don't know. Anyway. He should
2: be singing something like Benny.
1: Benny. He hates that song by the Benny way. Benny and the Jets. Maybe I'll just work a little clip in there just so Benny, Benny can get mad at it. Benny the He hates it. Anyway, College football happened. We're going to talk a little NFL, but we've just talked a bunch of NFL. So let's talk college football. Brent, aren't you excited about uh, week three of the college football season? How'd your Corn Huskers do?
2: Yikes. That's one of the worst. Ha- Huskers, you know, you know this. They were up 21-3 to and then give up. Yeah, 30, I, stopped, I
1: stopped watching. 38
2: straight points to the Bruins.
1: It was just. 38 straight just points. Ugly. But then you came back to win, right? I mean, it was like just, 44-41, you right? What, it was,
2: you would watch this game. It was one of those things where. Guys are just out of position on defense. You know hmm. what I mean? You got the guy that has outside containment going in, and then they, they just go outside,
1: and it's 20 yards. You can't well, do that. Well, UCLA is known for scholastics. Maybe they just outsmarted the bug eaters of Nebraska.
2: Well, I, they out-talented them. They out talented them, that's for sure. Because I got to
1: let let our audience out there know if you follow at Scoops Pope on Twitter, and I know I do, somebody was talking some mad smack, some ultra confidence when the score was 21 to 3. Of
2: course. Wouldn't you talk smack if you're up 21 to 3? No. Ray, you always talk smack. You'll be talking smack when you're losing. I'll
1: talk smack when we're losing 21 to 3. What are you talking about?
2: They look good. You know, that's weird. They wore all black uniforms.
1: They just and they, they, they saw the writing on the wall last year. They got punked by UCLA on the road. They had them at home last year. At least they were in the game.
2: You know, at the end they, they were in, lost, the uh, they in, like in the game
1: in Nebraska. are they? They were in the game against UCLA they this year. At
2: the, at the end of the game, they weren't. At yet.
1: halftime, they were up twenty-one to three.
2: No, they were up twenty-one to ten at halftime. Counts. Yeah, counts but, uh, thirty-eight straight points. That only happens if the Yee. team is. Just more talented than you, you know? Let's do you really think is.
1: UCLA... I mean, you predicted a 31-20 to 20 mm-hmm. Nebraska victory over right? UCLA on last week's show. Do you really believe now, upon watching it, UCLA is that much more talented than Nebraska?
2: I, I do uh, on the defensive area to some extent. Anthony Barr is a monster. Okay. There, uh, but you know what... <sighs> It's it's the whole deal. You have, you know, last year in Nebraska, they start off they lose a silly game and then they win six in a row and you're like, "Okay, they got to figure it out." And then they go out and lose 70 to 21, right?
1: That was a uh, that was that was something right there.
2: And then you come back this, you know, they they almost lose to they, you know, they have a close game with Wyoming and the next week they they shut down a team they're like, "Okay, they're okay now." And then they lose to UCLA. So, you know, it's one of those things where I, I Shame on me, Ray. Shame on me for thinking Shame they on can you. hold them down to twenty-one points.
1: Shame on you, Brad. I
2: don't know what's going on because you know I'm still a Bo Pelini fan. Okay,
1: he doesn't seem he's... to be a fan of the Nebraska fans, though.
2: Well, he's not a fan of Tommy Fraser right now because Tommy Fraser came out and said that they should all the defensive people should all be fired.
1: Which... And there's something valid to be said after that type of effort against UCLA. Sure,
2: it's. Maybe, maybe he maybe he should talk to Bo first instead of just blasting him on well, the internet. Here's though, my you know? question
1: though: it, Did Tommy Fraser did he say that just because he got punched one too many times by Muhammad Ali, uh, the heavyweight no, champion of the world?
2: I think he's because he's still running on that one long touchdown run against Florida. That's, um, that's, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but think about this, Ray. The, what do you? Th- one of the things you think about with Nebraska over the years, you think about the Blackshirt defense. They're known for having a tough defense. You know that because you have their own. And Dominican Sue from the last dominant defense that Nebraska had. They
1: are known um, for wild and unruly defenses that, uh, you know, are with barely contained within right. the rules of the game.
2: 2009, they were ninth against the run. They were number one against scoring when they had Ndamukong Suh, last time they had him. And then they've kind of been going gradually downhill ever since then. What's going on with Bo Pelini's defenses? I mean, how is it possible that he just can't coach defense anymore? Or is it possible that... He just not recruiting good enough players. You know, when he was at LSU and they've got all these really great recruits, is it possible they're getting better recruits in LSU? He's doing the same things here. He just doesn't have the same talent to pull
1: it off. Now here's the question I would ask you: Nebraska now what two and one? Their only good non-conference game, an embarrassing defeat. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If if Nebraska goes this year seven and five, because the big hard part of their Big Ten schedule, let's face it, they you know. It's, they got the meat of the Big Ten to play. If they go 7-5 and five this year, or even say 8-4, and four, given they already have a loss and they got like Michigan still to play, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I know they play a lot of all the top mm-hmm. teams.
2: They pretty much have about four what you would think would be easier games, and then they run into Michigan, Michigan State, uh, I think Northwestern.
1: Did you play Ohio State this year? No. Oh, so you lucked out there. We did. Um. Does Bo Pelini get fired if they put together a seven and five or eight and four campaign?
2: I don't know. You know, seven to five, maybe. I mean, they have a new. You know, Dr. Tom Osborne is not the athletic director anymore, and the new guy, Sean Eichorst, did not hire Bo Pelini. Sometimes that. Ha- I don't know. The answer is maybe, and maybe, maybe towards yes. I would say sixty forty. Maybe he does get fired. Okay. I mean. If you, you heard it here
1: first, folks. Brent thinks Bo Pelini should be fired <laughs> following the UCLA loss. I
2: think he needs to make uh, progress with these players. Okay, here's the deal. Bo Polini. five full seasons.
1: Five full seasons. That's enough time to put a resume together.
2: He's never won less than nine games. Wow. He's never lost less than four games. Okay. Incredibly,
1: well, that's Nebraska usually what standards. One, one number means the other, yeah.
2: Nebraska standards, incredibly mediocre. Nine and four, and ten and four every yeah, but season.
1: You don't play in the weak Big Twelve anymore. You play in the strong, competitive Big Ten. You don't get you know. You don't have to play against Texas, Texas A and M, and then no one oh, like you'd previously. Had. Tell me about it.
2: I, if we could just get back in that conference and they still have the old teams in there with that Johnny Manziel, we would be tearing it up, dude. Well, there's one loss you guys would have. Oh, uh. okay.
1: Well. But I would talk, I would bring up my Michigan game, but uh, as everybody pretty much knows by now, Michigan barely held on to beat Akron. It has, Michigan lost to Akron officially. Now, I'm not happy when we lose to Ohio State, but you at least have to say, yes, they're a dirty, hateful, disgusting program, but there's a lot of talent there as well. They do recruit dirty, disgusting, talented people to go play with the Buckeye nuts on their sticker helmets. I- that being said, we lose to Akron at home, the other Ohio team, or another Ohio team. I maybe that would be it. Flags, like, you would never have heard from me again. Flags at
2: half staff, right? In Michigan?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Here's the lesson from this game, too. If you're the team that is less athletic and you happen to be in a position to take down. A team like Michigan, right? Right.
1: Yeah. They and they were and inside the five yard line at, at the, the, the end of the game.
2: You're at the one yard line. The Woo. play you don't run against the team that's faster than you is a sweep.
1: It's not a good idea. Not against a much more athletically gifted You've team than you. You've been passing
2: all the way down there. Either pass it or just run it up the middle and try to get that extra that one yard.
1: Thankfully, I can definitely say. I mean, following the victory against Notre Dame and Michigan knows that next week they go on the road to play at Connecticut. They're a good team. I mean, we are a 17-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Connecticut is good. Connecticut gave us a run for our money last time we played them. And you just have to assume that that Akron game, just people weren't up for it. People, Every single Michigan player, Taylor Lawan at the end of the game, Devin Gardner, they all said, this cannot happen again. We must get up every single week because we can be beat.
2: I'll tell you what's what's a little disconcerting if I'm a Wolverines fan is that both of the last two weeks... Michigan has had a solid lead until Devin Gardner makes one of these falling down, just throw the ball up interceptions that gets the run back for touchdown. He's got to stop doing that. That
1: very much, yeah. Very much could have cost us either one of those two games. So, yeah, Devin Gardner's got to get a little bit more presence behind him. Take the safety. Take the sack. It's okay. Did you watch the game? I, I was actually working during the Michigan-Akron game. I didn't think it was going to be anything I was going to have to worry about. So I only saw the scores at the end of the game. You, and all my friends on Twitter and Facebook just basically saying, exhale.
2: <laughs> you got even luckier than you think then, Ray. Because did you know that Akron was also down inside the five-yard five line another time and got picked in the
1: end zone? I did not. Yeah. Well, that just shows you how good our defense is. Stout Ooh. when they need to be. But anyway, that's our college football segment here. Uh, next week, I say we play at Connecticut. Do you know who Nebraska plays?
2: Yeah, I'm hoping that we can beat South Dakota State.
1: Well, I don't know. You guys almost tanked it against Although Wyoming. I think
2: South Dakota State is a team that beat Kansas State.
1: They may have actually. Yeah,
2: I and think they're uh, like one of those. Uh, they're an FCS school, but they're a powerhouse FCS school.
1: Do Do they hang thirty on you? <sighs>
2: Boy, I, oh. I don't think so, because if there's a they can't come back and have another performance like that, he might just get fired right then.
1: You right? might you might just end it. Well, college coaches tend to live out the season. I don't know. So we'll see. But we'll be right back. Talk a little bit about NFL week two and a little Major League Baseball on the Benny Arthur episode of Raisin, Raisin Brent. Brent. So We'll be right back after three seconds of
2: Dave Matthews Band.
1: So, Brent, we're back. Talking a little NFL. I'm talking week two, looking ahead to week three. Just a couple of things that caught my eye. Won the Manning Bowl. Uh, it, was so, it was good for a while and then turned into a freaking smoke, smokestack, snore yeah, fest.
2: It just to, end of the third quarter was just terrible for the Giants. It went from a one point game to, I think, a.
1: 41 know, 23 is the final yeah, score. Yeah, like
2: a 20 point game in like three minutes. All
1: of a sudden, Peyton remembered that he was Peyton and Eli remembered that he was Eli, and boom, here we go. That was pretty terrible. But a lot of games that were a lot closer than maybe should have been. New Orleans barely beating Tampa Bay. San Diego, how about this? Who lost our suicide pool? Because San Diego came from behind to beat up on Philadelphia. That's right. 33-30. And I think that's going to be what a lot of Philadelphia games look like this year. Both teams scoring in the 30s or higher. Uh, Miami Dolphins on the road beating an Indianapolis Colts team. That's very, very good. Remember when I said Miami Dolphins, my dark horse playoff team this year? 2-0 and Miami Dolphins.
2: Here's what I want to talk about, Ray. Yeah. And I think it's you know it's always appropriate to talk about this player. In Jacksonville, there was a group of fans today that held oh, no. a rally oh, in no. the parking lot that encouraged the team to sign free agent quarterback Tim Tebow. But
1: now here's the deal. I thought that Gene Simmons and the LA Kiss... They already have an offer on the table to sign Tim Tebow. And in their press conference uh, that they had, their, their statement, they were quoted, the KISS was quoted as saying that they look forward to Tim Tebow's exciting style of play. Mm. If you were to pick one word to describe Tim Tebow's style of play, would that word be exciting?
2: It might be uh, putrid,
1: plotting, uh, inaccurate, non memorable, meh. Uh, yeah. What? I think all those words are applicable. Maybe not the word exciting. Maybe that's not – I mean, the LA Kiss and Gene Simmons know that you do pass the ball in the Arena League, right? Like, you do actually have to pick up the ball and throw it at any given point. You can't just plot up the middle for four yards and expect to have success. If
2: the guys from Kiss say it's exciting, I expect it to be like, you know – pyrotechnic exciting not like
1: i'm expecting a giant dragon head to come out and breathe fire over the crowd
2: not like somebody running three yards up the middle quarterback keeper for three yards that's not exciting quarterback
1: uh, three yards up the middle on a, a screen pass to himself two feet away not not interesting not tim tebow now jacksonville jaguars lost to the oakland raiders and ohio state quarterback terrell Pryor getting his first nfl victory but it was over jacksonville so does it even count i'm on the i'm on the wagon right now 0-16, 0-16, Jacksonville. This team is putrid. This, te- this team this team, is intentionally terrible. I don't know what's going on if they're just trying to get out of Jacksonville to go somewhere else. Uh, the, the owner of the team, uh, Shad Khan, has already said he would like to move the team to London and make that happen. Maybe he's just trying to get Jacksonville people to be like, you know what, dude, go for it. Yeah, right. we'd rather have no football than this football.
2: Will you go on the record and say that if Jacksonville goes 0-16, yes, that all 0-16 teams should be kicked out of
1: the league? Uh, all 0-16 teams from this past year should be kicked in, out of the league? In history. I would say no. No, I don't think that should be happening. Um, that does not seem fair or right to me. But this Jacksonville team is a cut above. I would say this Jacksonville team, regardless of what the record ends up being at the end of the year, worse than the 2008 Detroit Lions. I absolutely think you put that on AI, on Madden historical mode, I think the Lions with um, Dan Orlovsky defeat this Jacksonville Jaguars team. And then the other point about Tebow, if this terrible Jacksonville team doesn't want him, what chance does he have? Why doesn't he just play tight end or fullback or a position he's actually suited for?
2: Yeah, they're so They're atrocious. so bad. They're so atrocious. If they don't want Tebow,
1: t- Tebow what chance to they to take a hint. Yeah. You know? I mean, the only reason they would have Tebow is to sell jerseys, to get people into the stands, to, to, to witness the games, because no one's coming to Jacksonville games, and they would pack it in for Tebow.
2: Here's the deal. Tim Tebow is a God-fearing man, and he believes that God gives him signs. Right. Okay? If,
1: he if, does. If
2: Jacksonville does not want to sign you, that's a sign that maybe... Shouldn't that to,
1: lack of yeah. a sign no, that's be a, a, a sign? sign? The, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Tim Tebow, not just trying go. Trying to right on
2: Tim Tebow's parade. He's a he's a nice guy, from all accounts. You know, he's a he was a great college quarterback,
1: great college player.
2: But uh, college game is different
1: than the pro game. It's
2: different. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So let me see here. So looking ahead to week three, I mean, we've already gone at length with Benny here about uh, not that he's here anymore. Benny is, Benny is gone.
2: I think you know, obviously my favorite game of the week, but also a big game just nationally is. Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Very
1: excited about that game. Going
2: back to Philly?
1: Going back to Andy Reid wearing red in the green stadium. Mm-hmm. Does he get booed out of his gourd when they walk in the, oh, when they walk abso- in the door? He yeah,
2: absolutely gets booed. Yeah. They booed uh, that, that big red guy that looks like Matt Stafford that gives out presents. Who? You know, the Chris Kringle guy. They booed him. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. They, they booed the guy that looks like Matt Stafford. He doesn't look anything like Matt Stafford. They both have the bowl full of jelly, like a belly oh with a bowl full gracious. of jelly. You know,
1: but yeah, the, the rest they of the both lineup, give out gifts, how dare except you. his
2: are interceptions. How
1: dare you! Most of this lineup this week is quite honestly pretty pedestrian. Uh, the most interesting game, uh, the most interesting game, is the one you just said. Uh, otherwise, interesting Green Bay at Cincinnati. Ooh. I think it's a very interesting game because Cincinnati. I mean, we'll see what happens on Monday Night Football. We're recording this right before the start of the game, they should beat Pittsburgh today. But if they don't and go zero and two, and then have Green Bay coming to town, there is going to be some motivation. And even if they're one and one, there should be some motivation there.
2: I think uh, you know. I think the Giants at Carolina is an interesting game because they're they're zero and two teams. They're and yeah. teams. There's something about Ray those teams once they start. They're both desperate, true. and they both had kind of high hopes this year, right?
1: And and I, I don't know why. I found both of those teams. I thought both of those teams would be bottom dwellers. I believe we said that in one of the earlier podcasts. A little bit interested to see how uh, Colin Kaepernick and his one eyebrow show up at, to play Andrew Luck in the Indianapolis Colts. Uh curious to see um, how you bounce back from being pounded by your arch rival now, 29 oh, yeah. to 3 on national television.
2: Write this down in your calendar, guys. If there is a week to take San Francisco, it's this week. You're talking about a team that's going to be angry and, and playing at
1: home. And here's your pro pick for Suicide Pool. Jacksonville plays at Seattle this week. Yeah. So you take the Seattle Seahawks, who are favored by, get this, 19 and a half points. And I'm guessing the steam is going to be on Seattle. That thing might get above 20 before kickoff.
2: You got Seattle, good suicide pool team this week against Jacksonville. And you also have Oakland at Denver, another suicide pool. Great pick. That is a
1: great pick for your suicide pool. I mean, you may have already taken Seattle. You may have already taken Denver. I uh, don't see too many
2: other slam dunks this week in the suicide pool. It's a, really. lot, of
1: pedestrian, a lot of pedestrian games uh, uh, going on here. It seems like most of the teams that are slightly better are playing on the
2: road. So then it makes it kind of an even game.
1: We're. I, I, I was predicting earlier, we're going to see a lot of road uh, victories this week, I, I, I have to believe. Um, as, I would say, look at New England over Tampa Bay as well. Or M- Minnesota, 0-2 Minnesota now, at home against Cleveland. There's another one. you will talk about a team 0-2 going to be stepping it up hard. The way they lost to the Bears with like one second to go, needing a touchdown to win. Minnesota's either going to crumble or they're going to come back super pissed.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're going to rip that down. I kind of like New Orleans at home against Arizona because I like them at I home do against too. everybody. And I don't know. There's that many games where I'm going to s- pick a slam dunk for uh, New Orleans this year. You know, they're good at home, and so
1: if you were going to take New Orleans, you would have taken them this past week against Tampa Bay and been very fortunate to e- escape e- with <laughs> a victory. So, are you ready to put a little wager on your Kansas City game against the Eagles? No. You don't want to put a little, little wager poo on that,
2: and I'll tell you why.
1: Come on you don't have any confidence in your team whatsoever. I have
2: confidence in my team, but I also I like Benny Arthur, I'm a realist and I believe in numbers and I believe in uh, Benny uh, Arthur
1: was talking hellfire and brimstone spit and fury that Washington was going to win.
2: Here's the deal. That place is going to be insane an insane It's going to be bonkers, okay.
1: bananas number one
2: it's tough to go from a ti- it's tough to go into a time zone. That's more east than you. Okay, it messes with your. It just messes with your with your body. Okay, that's number one. Number two, it's a short week. Okay, number you're th-
1: telling me three days to prepare for Chip Kelly's offense might not be enough for Andy yeah. Reid and the staff. And that's
2: point number three. You're preparing for an offense that it's it's you can stop it, but you need time to prepare for it.
1: But at the same twist of fate, though, you're preparing for an offense containing a whole bunch of players that you coached last year. That's true. Different system aside. Perhaps there's something there where he knows a tell. He knows about tendencies. There's probably a ton he can tell. Even if the whole playbook has changed, the players have not.
2: What I like about this game is Philly's defense has played terrible. So Casey, hopefully they, they can hold on to the ball. Uh, and Philly's offense, you know, Casey's defense has, has only given up 18 points. Granted, one game was against Jacksonville, but 16 points against Tony Romo. Pretty, I mean, that's a, there's a lot of firepower on that team. Here's
1: a question I got for you about the game before mm-hmm. we move on to our baseball segment. Do the Eagles hang 30 on the Chiefs? No. They don't get to 30 They points. don't get to 30, no. Okay. You heard it here first. Brent believes that Kansas City Chiefs will win the Super Bowl this year. That's right. No, that's not what your prediction is at all. No. Oh. Oh. However, we're going to talk a little baseball because Brent was right about something. I finally was. in baseball. Finally,
2: again, like every time, I'm right
1: right after 3 seconds of
2: the rolling stones Come on down, Sweet virginia.
1: and we're back following 3 seconds of greatness mm-hmm. A little virginia little theme we got with the show going on today Huh? yeah get yep. it yep
2: Because Benny Arthur's from Virginia. Yeah, it makes sense. Hey, so uh, we're going to talk baseball
1: now. We are going to talk a little baseball because, Brent, I have to give it up to you. You absolutely nailed it on the last show. I was right, and I hate it. A hundred percent correct. When you said the Tigers would beat the Royals in the series, I thought the Royals would take two out of three. It came down to a deciding game three. And the more talented Detroit Tigers team pulled it out to extend that very important lead in the division. With what, 13, 14 games left to go? Should Not be, very many. Yeah, about 13 games left, yeah. To eight games. Eight, eight games. games with the magic number, as you know if you listen to the show, is seven. And so what I'm hoping is
2: that Detroit can hurry up and clinch real quick while Casey stays right around that 8-7 number. And then pick up a couple games while Detroit rests their players.
1: Even if we rest our players and set those, you know, set our lineups, set our bullpens, get Miggy some rest, this team is still way too talented to be throwing games away. And we got a a series against Seattle right now. What do you think about? We're going to beat Seattle. We're going to sweep them.
2: What do you think about teams setting their setting? You know, resting the players, setting up their. I mean, I think it could work either way.
1: Oh, I think it makes sense. I think if you're dealing with a team like Detroit. That is so top-heavy and has some superstars that have been battling injuries. Miggy's just been a walking, you know, mash unit all year long. Mm-hmm. You got to give Miggy those days off. You just get him rested, get him healthy, get him ready for the postseason. The whole setting up the pitchers' lineup things, that can work against you because you get them out of their routines mm-hmm. at the most important time of the year. And we, I've maybe have seen it with Detroit in the past where Verlander comes out in the playoffs and is shaky as all get-out. Not that he hasn't been shaky all year anyway. Yeah. I say you keep the rotations running, but you're going to have plenty of rest, especially with the new wild card game that happens before the first series takes effect that's going to give you an extra day in there to get everybody rested up. Try to keep everybody on their regular rest. But, yeah, you obviously want to start with the rotation being correct, but I don't think you want to rest guys an extra three, four days right. than you have to because then you really do run the risk uh, of just messing up their rhythm, and, and pitchers are very much rhythm-based.
2: Well, here's, here's why I ask you this question, because – Yesterday, the Dodgers, you know, who were on such a huge tear for about I think they went 53 and 13. The most
1: insane team the last couple That's, of months. They're yeah. starting to cool down a little bit. They're losing three some games. 3 and
2: 8 in their last and yeah. 3 and 8 in their last 11 games. With yesterday, they pretty much played, you know, it was like it was like the Toledo Mudhens Hens out there, right? Because they and they a do very have a very fine lot of guys, AAA organization. They, yeah, they do have a lot of guys banged up. Jamie know? Farr's favorite. But you wonder if you run the risk of like getting guys, you know, a little rusty, and then all of a sudden you you come into your first series and you're you're down before you know it, you're down 2-0.
1: Yeah, and that's a problem. I mean, the thing about the Dodgers too. I mean, if you look at it, is they're so far up in their division right now. The only concern is it 's like that proverbial light switch that we talk about with being on being off the Dodgers yeah. for some reason and and, and it 's hard it 's hard to play a long season but it, the Dodgers right now are up ten and a half games over Arizona with very few left to go, What, what 13, yeah, thirteen fourteen, 13 or whatever games up, yeah. left being up ten and a half, they run no risk of losing the division. The only risk right now is that you Take your foot on, off the gas. The only gas. thing that can happen
2: is they pretty much lose every game the rest of the season. And, and Arizona, Arizona wins, wins every, game. every game. It's
1: just not going to happen no. out there. So L.A. knows they're in the playoffs now. They know they're set. They can pretty much coast in. They don't need to really worry about the top record because mm-hmm. I believe that's going to, was it St. Louis or Atlanta? I don't have it in front of me. But uh, one of those other teams I believe is a much more likely candidate to have that top thing. So they're just happy to be there. They know they're going to be there. They're not going to be worried about playing a wild card game. You can't take your foot off the gas. All you need to do is just idle. Put it in cruise control. Mm-hmm. You just try to go 500 the rest of the way. Just try to make sure that your team remembers how to win. Do the fundamentals. But at the same time, Dodgers, much like the Tigers, they're banged up too. Yeah. They're going to have to take some banged players out. Yeah, teams,
2: man. That's interesting. It's, you know, it's a whole new dimension to you know, it's the, it's the, the atrophy factor. You atrophy? The, yeah,
1: the atrophy. you tell me they're dying on the vine? That's right. <laughs> okay.
2: Well, you know, it's the thing where you, you, you're... Uh, you no, know, you're you're resting, so your your muscles are getting smaller and smaller. Then you keep playing, then you can injure yourself more. T- okay, that's yeah, fair. You know, so what yeah.
1: about a NL MVP? A lot of people were high on Yadier Molina. I never thought I could live in a world where Yadier Molina was even mentioned in the MVP candidate sentence. But there's no good candidates. Freddie Freeman from Atlanta strikes. Freddie a Freeman. Why don't they just? You know,
2: Freddie Freeman was the most deserving All Star. of this t- 2013 all-star game
1: since there are no good candidates and i'll just put it out there there are no good candidates in the national league shouldn't you just take the player who came in and turned the team around give it to the hottest player in the national league why don't we give it to gerardo para no not gerardo para uh hanley ramirez he was great Mm -hmm. yasiel puig Interesting. Let's give Puig the MVP. No one else deserves it. And Puig's ascendance into the major leagues completely coincides with the Dodgers going freaking nuts, winning every game under the sun and coasting to this division title. Let's give the MVP where it's rightfully deserved. Let's give the MVP to one Yasiel Puig.
2: And I think I would give it to, you know what, who's also interesting, man, is uh, you got some good starting pitchers. I mean, you always think starting pitchers can't be an MVP, but there's so little competition.
1: It has to be a year with very, with, uh, the year Verlander won it for the Tigers, uh, won the MVP along with the Cy Young. It's because no hitters established themselves mm-hmm. as the clear-cut, uh, above-the-waist MVP. H- had the Verlander season happened and Mike Trout's season of last year happened, Mike Trout is the MVP of the league, not Justin Verlander. Uh, without question. So do we look at a pitcher? Is there a pitcher out there that you're, you're noticing that maybe should be talked about that isn't?
2: I don't know. I mean, you, uh, you know, and the thing is, even the pitchers that are out there having really good years don't necessarily have the wins.
1: But nobody's standing out there either. Yeah. I mean, and really it's wins that wins an ERA. Let's face facts. All you war honks out there. Mm-hmm. Wins an ERA for pitchers is where and strikeouts is where you're going to win the Cy Young and make yourself an MVP. Right. Maybe they just don't have an MVP. Maybe like the All-Star game that ended in a tie, they just, just say, vacated. no one deserves it. No one, I mean, they screwed up and gave it to Ryan Braun last year instead of Matt Kemp, and then they had to take it away, so maybe they should just be gun-shy, like, no, we can't trust you with this MVP award, so no one gets it. We're taking our ball and going home.
2: I mean, how about Clayton Kershaw on his 1.94 ERA?
1: I mean, if we're not going to give it to Puig, maybe we should give it to Kershaw. I mean, a lot of those wins happened under his watch. God, he's
2: 40. See, that's the thing, 1.94 ERA. Fourteen and
1: nine. They don't score any runs for him. That is a problem. I mean, a, nine losses means you're not going to be the MVP if you're if you're a pitcher. We don't have all the answers here on Raisin Brent. We just like to ask the questions.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean, let's. let's I mean, let's y- think about this. Who's the best player on each team in the in the National League? You know, or of the of the teams that are going to make the playoffs? Freddie, Freddie Freeman? Freeman. I don't think it's going to be Freddie Freeman. It could be. Oh, you know what? I I know what the answer is. God, why did I think so much about this? The, the the MVP of the National League, and I don't know why I was just not thinking about this, the MVP of the National League is clearly going to be from Pittsburgh, Mr. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon. McCutcheon. Yeah. He's, the
1: other, he's the other alternative right now. And again, I never thought I'd live in a world where Andrew McCutcheon was really talked about as an MVP candidate. It's Just none of these names are sexy. I mean, we, we can pretty much all agree Miggy's going to win it again in the AL, right?
2: It's a good possibility.
1: I, I I don't see who knocks Miguel Cabrera off his perch as best player in all of baseball. I don't think there's anyone, much less the AL.
2: Yeah, I don't. I mean, you you'd think maybe somebody from the Red Sox, but I don't think there's anyone's having a. Do- it's a very team oriented team. It is. It you is. Know, it's not top heavy at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't be Miggy again. So I mean, the, the, I'll give him credit too. The dude's played through injuries the whole. Seems like the whole season he's been injured. At least the ha- last since the All Star week. It seems like he's been injured the whole time. And
1: still producing. Yeah. Still producing on a consistent level. We'll leave it up to the people out there. Maybe tweet at us at do Ray do think, Brandt Ray? Co- Podcast. I think, I think you give it to Puig. That's what okay. I say.
2: Puig. I say McCutcheon. Okay. Right. That's fair. N- naked running
1: through the streets, bet? I don't think we'll be doing that. Okay. But why don't you tweet at us or you know hit up our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ray Podcast, or tweet at us at Ray Brandt Podcast. Tell us who you think is going to win the NL MVP. I'm just curious what anybody else out there thinks. Talking to you, McClain, you bum. Uh, Matt Holliday, uh, uh, Todd Helton, he hey, deserves he'll, it. He'll say Matt Holiday. Matt Holliday, get out with that. He'll say Mike Trout, even though he doesn't even play in the National League. In any case, there's baseball for you. We're rounding out the season. Playoffs are starting soon. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. But for right now, I mean, most of the races are pretty well decided. It's just a matter of wildcard, teams. We talked about that last week. So, uh, sorry, folks. That's what we got. We'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Miracle on 34th Street. Don't you see? It's not just Chris that's on trial. It's everything he stands for. It's kindness and joy and love and all the other intangibles. And we're back to wrap up the show. That's been it, episode twenty of Raisin, Raisin Brent. Brent. Well, I'm Ray. I'm Brent. And here's how you can contact the show. As I just said a moment ago, at Ray Brent Podcast is our Twitter handle. My personal one is at AlmightyRay.
2: And I'm at Scoops Pope.
1: You sure are. And if you wanna you should follow both of us, what the heck? And Ray Brent Podcast, you can watch us troll each other back and forth over sad sporting events involving Nebraska Cornhuskers. It's very entertaining and sad. And also sad. Check out the show, Facebook.com slash Podcast. Hey, I want to thank, of course, Jeremy Buck in the Bang, the Train Wrecks, Dave Knoll for producing. I want to thank a big shout-out to Benny Arthur for manning up and coming in here to to rep an 0-2 Washington Redskins team. I mean, that, that takes some, that takes some uh, respect right there, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a true fan. We know that.
1: He's a true super fan. That's so why I wanted to have him on the show this week in particular. Uh, thank Greg Lopez. Why not? And uh, anybody you want to thank, Brent?
2: Uh, here's somebody I don't want to thank. Okay? okay, you know we have our big bet with Jason McLean. We we that... like
1: to troll McLean on the show. Well, who's, uh... I'm not
2: trolling him. I'm just saying I'm keeping it real right now. Okay. Okay. I'm wow. Not, I'm not trolling McLean. We don't like to keep you it know real. What on Troll here. is Matt Stafford. Fat well, Stafford. Why would you fat do? That? He's Stafford not fat. Single-handedly losing this bet for you and I. Oh, instead of throwing the game-winning touchdown pass, nah. I'm just gonna lay here. I'm just gonna lay and maybe give my big corpulent body. And just Corpulent. And just sunbathe, maybe wait for a seal to come by so I can club it in the head and eat it. Are Throw you, a touchdown pass. Are you done? Do your work.
1: Are you done? You're yeah. going to have to drag me out in chains. You're going to have to drag me out in chains. You're going to have to drag me
0: No, uh, Tinder's a dating site. Oh, is that right? Uh, well, it's a dating app. Okay, thing. Yes,
1: we're doing learning here. <laughs> we're doing learning.